0: Hey guys, it's that guy.
1: Hey y'all, it's Danielle, and we are Don't Judge Us, the podcast about love, life, and the pursuit of happiness through the lens of hip-hop. Let's get it.
0: You don't know that song?
1: Yo. I don't even know what that note was.
0: Shit. I can't sing, but don't worry, man. I'm I'm learning.
1: Actually, I think you can sing, but you be flexing so hard. Whenever I call you out on it, you're like, "Oh no, I can't!" And then you just try harder to sing worse. And I'm just like,
0: "I'm shy, man. I'm not gonna lie. because it's it's been. I've never. I feel like I could be like Lauren Hill. You know, like when she sings, she's she has that. No, no, I'm not. Never as good as Lauren Hill. N- don't don't try that. But um, you know, when she sings, sometimes it sounds like she's just talking, but it's like talking with rhythm.
1: Yeah, because some people just have a voice that when it just opens up, it already sounds so like amazing, you know. Some people oh, yeah, just, their talking voice and their singing voice are damn near the same thing. Like Rick Ross. <laughs> <laughs> so much like Rick Ross.
0: <laughs> I'm joking. But no, like um he's the his song Um Idols Become Your Rivals is the topic song of today. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But Idols Become kind of, Your Rivals, yeah.
0: Yeah. But not literally, because obviously most people listening will probably think, oh, um, we're going to be talking about rivals in particular, but it's not really rivals. It's
1: more of a moral, moral, a moral, a potentially moral rival. Like when someone that you look up to, or a political leader, or a social activist, or a social leader um, is alleged to have done something that is just morally wrong or just plain wrong and it's just like what this person did that yeah and and i don't think because we're talking about the extreme of like a bill cosby or a harvey weinstein or you know Wait, you said we're not
0: talking about that extreme that i think
1: they're extreme but
0: are a lot more <laughs> extreme well, than those yeah the,
1: the topics that we're gonna cover today are definitely extreme but it's not in the sense of oh, well, that just happens in the entertainment industry. We're talking about people where we put you in power. We put you in this place. We voted for you. We stood behind you, and you just let us down 150%, allegedly. And some are, like, fully (laughs) affirmed, but some of it is also alleged. So we want to know, what do you think? Does the good outweigh the bad? What do you do when someone you potentially look up to and admire and appreciate is probably not that great of a person yeah
0: because in the song in particularly in particular
1: um
0: <laughs> rick Ross brings up the whole birdman dj Khaled relationship true and how you know birdman i'm sure like loads of people kind of looked up to him what he achieved in the music industry mm-hmm. and you did like i don't know i'm not sure about other people but i personally didn't know you know, because DJ Khaled's always flexing, I guess, and he's always in a cheery, happy mood. You wouldn't know that he was being treated or, I don't know, abused like that. Not well, remind us of the abused, situation.
1: But... So Khaled was under Cash Money Records?
0: Yeah. He was under, okay. but he wasn't, get paid. he wasn't getting paid. Wow. He was just being used, in other words. Like, you know, he... I feel like it happens to a lot of artists, though, or a lot of up and coming people because they're naive. They're like, yeah. you know what? Such a big person wants to work with me. Let me yeah. work with them. Yeah. Um, you give them beats for free. They, you give them this for free, give them that for free. And it just steamrolls from there. Like every yeah. single time you want to do something, now they expect it for free. Right. Um, That's pretty insane though.
1: I mean, like obviously Berman, uh, you know, life wasn't easy for him in the beginning. He worked his way. He has some yeah. hit song, songs in the was it the late '90s and early 2000s yeah. um, <laughs> from the 9, and 2,000. yeah. And <laughs> also, you know, he he put people on, and then the people that came on, they just weren't making the money that they thought they were gonna make for the effort that they placed in. And in and, and on a yeah. bigger scale, for I think the people that we want to discuss today, it's even I don't want to say even more shocking, but it 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 just kind of like slaps you in the face because. You know, I think our focus today of people that potentially have let us down are like social and political activists and uh, yeah. leaders and people in position of power. When it's just like, "Whoa, you did that!" So, do you wanna
0: do you wanna kick it, it off first? Yeah, I
1: I, I think uh, the first the first person that I think would have let me down from a moral standpoint is uh, when uh, I think a few years ago it was. Uh, a hot topic that Mahatma Gandhi, nonviolent um, social activist in India was actually racist towards black people. And when you think of someone that, especially when it comes to like the colonial times, British, British India at the time when it's like we need our freedom, we need our independence. We are people too. We deserve to work for ourselves and not pay taxes to the crown, et cetera, et cetera. And then when there's an article just about archives and his journal of Gandhi's journaling and uh, experiences while traveling, I think, to South Africa, um, where a lot of those uh, articles and inferences suggests, clearly suggests that he saw simply Black people as less than uh, than people um, and saw that Brit, uh, British people or Europeans also were just a more civilized uh, culture and just better people overall. So when you read that and it's just like, right what? Now, but... I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> It's just so strange where we all, uh, when we think about like peaceful leaders, peaceful protests, and you think people you would think, yeah,
0: people that you think would look at you like you would look at and think, this guy would not have a bad bone in his body. He would just, you know, this is someone who starved himself. Yeah, you know, you know, nonviolent protests and yeah,
1: he he fought against racial discrimination in South Africa. He also. like led a, a non-violent funny, yeah. tax revolt but
0: so is that funny you it's just like it what funny.
1: it's it's kind of like a it's an ironic funny it's not like a haha funny. Yeah, it's more like yeah. a god damn it you fooled me you know, cool. <laughs> he did all this cool stuff like and it, i mean especially he inspired dr martin luther king which is even more close to home yeah. um but you know he he was well known for invoking change in a peaceful manner. Yeah. And Mm. I think in Ghana, uh, maybe also South Africa, they were tearing down his statues after, you know, uh, these articles were released confirming that. Yeah.
0: Manchester University are still trying to get his statue torn down. Wow. It's an ongoing thing. It's been going on for a couple of years now. And in October 2019, they filed another petition to the Manchester Council, tr- still trying to get it dragged down.
1: Wow. So how many years has it been since... Uh, so it's been a couple of years since they've been trying to get the statue down, essentially. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. But things also- like this,
0: yeah, you it know, doesn't necessarily always work. That's the thing. So in countries... I guess in, in the UK, it's possible for it to get dragged down. But I feel like people are too forced to <laughs> stay, stay in the... They don't want to upset people. So yeah. this is the situation. Gandhi yeah. is still seen as a role model for certain people.
1: Yeah.
0: So for the people who still see him as a role model and overlook some of the negatives he's written down in these journals... Mm-hmm. They still see him as the spiritual leader, the pacifist, the you know the, the guy who would sit down and starve for you, in other terms. Right.
1: Just, and then for, other just people, for freedom. Yeah.
0: Just for freedom, and then other people look at him as someone who fought for them and, ironically, felt that they were lesser human beings at the same time.
1: Right i think something like that um especially in today's environment today's like society you know we're re- we're really in a time where we're just like calling out shit it's like yeah you stand for this but why why can't it include me because i'm black you know hmm. um so it kind of like touches home for a bit it, it it goes back to intersectionality you know where you have especially in the feminist um conversations where We have some feminists who are only fighting for problems that relate to them in their demographic but the thing about being a feminist is that all women matter in that case therefore if i am not don't have the same access to something that you have access to as a woman you should also be fighting for my issues as well so i feel like any sort of any sort of social uh justice or change or or, or that someone is fighting for has to be intersectional if we're starving if we're hungry because we're not getting enough food. We're all hungry. If we're all, if I'm not, if, if we're starving over there, you should also be, um,
0: you should also is, be
1: standing up for the other country that has the same situation. Yeah. Because it, no, but this is the whole argument.
0: This is the whole argument I've had with someone before. So his idea is that, oh, okay, let it all be equal. And I'm like, it can't all be equal because you've had a head start. You can't start 50 meters down the 100 meter stretch and then say, yeah, now we start. You had it. It's not equality; it's equity. So, people who have been disenfranchised, the the continent of Africa, where m- many nations have made money off of, mm-hmm. you need to support them. You need to put infrastructure in place where they can develop and stand on their own. And eventually, it will happen because it's happening now. You yeah. know, Nigeria' fastest-growing economy in um, in Africa for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know. but things like that you know um Ghana in the cocoa trade like they're putting taxes on cocoa beans that shows independence that shows that financially we know what we're worth and we can do this and we know you guys are going to pay for it because you everyone wants chocolate right so (laughs) (laughs) but that's that's where it comes from all these things where you know we started one place but eventually us as humankind need to get to an elevated state.
1: Absolutely. I don't think, I think in Gandhi's time, he wasn't, especially with today's world, where we're all looking for, you know, um, where segregation isn't as much as a thing back in Gandhi's times in the the early 1900s. But um, I think that if he were, I would like to think that if he were alive today and he was doing what he was doing for a nation suffering like India at the time, um, Mm -hmm. that he... He would not be racist That is the belief That I would like to have So I don't want to say We're going to scratch off His his good deeds mm. With the fact that Okay he yeah. might have been racist But it does make me Kind of like look sideways A little bit But I'm not going to I'm not going to Shut off his accomplishments Completely
0: Yeah I'm not going to lie With Gandhi Yeah I can't shut it off Completely I feel like it's Kind of It tends to do With the time Yeah But The next person I want to talk about Probably I can't I can't I can't I can't respect him Regardless of everything he's achieved, I can't respect him. What he do? (laughs) (laughs) For those who are wondering, it's um, Winston Churchill took the selfie. Mm.
1: For our, non, for our non-British for our non listeners, could you just, like, wrap up? Like, who is Winston Churchill to... If you're know, not a British UK? listener
0: and you still don't know who Churchill <laughs> is, I don't know where you've been throughout your entire existence. Maybe but not in the
1: Western world. <laughs> Winston
0: Leonard Spencer Churchill
1: Lord. was
0: a British politician, army officer, and a writer. He was the prime minister in the United Kingdom from 1940 to 1945. Um, who led the UK to victory in the Second World War. Mm. He was the tactical mastermind to say, for us winning the World War, Second okay. World War.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so of course, I mean, a war, like you said, a war hero. You know, a war hero is always yeah. gonna be revered in history.
0: And not just any war, war hero. The, the World, World War II. War. Yeah,
1: World War II. <laughs>
0: The world was at war.
1: Literally. And he he, he was uh, a part of making sure that, you know, the UK army prevailed. Um, And was he prime minister during the world war? Or was that like after the war he was elected?
0: No, during the world war. He was prime minister. And then they even brought him back for a second term, which I think is unheard of. I mean, yeah. No, it's not. So it's not. I think no, your no, term no. is quite so, long. No, so he did five years. No, it's a four-year term. Okay. Oh, okay. Most Western countries. But he did five years and then came back and did another
1: five years. Damn. So they really wanted him. I remember, I mean, I watched The Crown, so. Um... Okay, no,
0: so he did five years and then he did four years. But he led the Conservative Party since 19, from 1940 to 1955.
1: mm that's fifteen years. So he was yeah. definitely a a like a, a prominent figure, yeah, and prominent like figure in in British uh, history. Yep. And I do know one thing about Churchill is that he was responsible for uh, minimum wage in the UK. So of course, I feel like if you know, it's most my accolades. <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean. <laughs> For the people to know that there's a minimum wage established, of course you're going to go down in history for something like that because minimum wage in a lot of places at the time wasn't really a thing.
0: The thing is minimum wage in America is still a major deal. There is
1: minimum wage, though.
0: There is minimum wage, but minimum wage and living minimum wage, two different different things.
1: Oh, absolutely. Having
0: minimum wage where you can actually live off of, I feel like in America does not have that.
1: Uh, and definitely um, doesn't have it in parts of the UK, where some cities UK, are London, super expensive.
0: Yeah. London. That's so why I was like, let they say it parts. Now. What is it now? They raised it now. It's I think it's 11 pound something.
1: And what's the living wage?
0: Living, that's the living wage. It's, oh, it's the living wage. living wage.
1: Yeah. Ah, that's what's up. I'm, yeah. The fact that you have to have a minimum wage versus a living wage means that your minimum wage must be too minimum because yeah. the living wage is always a couple... Euros, pounds, dollars, reals, yen—higher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, Winston Churchill, like without a doubt, he's he's in all the history books. He's he, he probably has yeah, a holiday.
0: So that's why I say, people, you have to. You, I don't know where you're living if you don't know who Winston Churchill is.
1: Maybe North Vietnam.
0: <laughs> True, Or North Korea. <laughs> But so what? what is his then,
1: Achilles heel?
0: He's got a lot. I mean a lot. Um, number one, race. I tell you, <laughs> that tends to be a lot of people's. But um, yeah, he was a very big white supremacist. Hmm. And he wasn't shy about it. Okay. So for those who don't know what the term white supremacist is, they believe white people, Caucasians, are the superior race. Mm. And he was a firm believer in that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, number two, poisonous gas. He was criticized for advocating the use of chemical weapons, which right now would quote, like, come on, look at um, the Syrian president, prime minister. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Assad. Oh, Assad, okay, yeah. Okay. Um, Assad has been absolutely rinsed and, you know, by the world for his yeah. use of, of chemical weapons. Yeah. And here is a war hero who's still respected in most people's eyes and across the world using poisonous gas, chemical weapons mm. against the Kurdish.
1: Right.
0: Or supporting the use of chemical weapons against the Kurds.
1: I also know that he, um, well, at the time, especially speaking of Gandhi, I know he had some negative things to say about Gandhi, especially as Gandhi he, was fighting for independ- independence he, at the time.
0: Yeah, he hated Gandhi. <laughs> they were oh, like well, two
1: sides of the coin.
0: Yeah, both of them hated black people. That's that's something. That I <laughs> but yeah, no... Um, yeah, he hated Gandhi. He, mm-hmm. he even, he, at a point in time, there was a famine in Bengal mm-hmm. and he blamed the Indians for the famine.
1: What? A I mean, he basically disaster, took but... their resources and then they're yeah. left with nothing and you don't provide support they were still, as their... By the way,
0: sure. they were still taxing India,
1: yeah.
0: but there was a famine, so people were dying off. So imagine, <laughs> as long as I get my bit, what happens to you happens. That's literally the mindset he had. Right. and then he was like well if that's happening to you it's your fault right it has nothing to do with the fact we're still taxing you and taking yeah. resources off of you you guys that's, have to survive that's some,
1: that's some colonialist shit right there i mean <laughs> even just even just those like five or six points that you just named like it it for him it's like the war was not over <laughs> it was like the war's no, not over we need thing. to stay at the top um and i feel like yeah. that's always been like the the mo for um you know the the british empire you know they want to the british mm. empire was like one of the last remaining you know uh, countries that still had a stronghold in the in the let's say early mid 20th century overseas like far as hell india india to the uk and you want india to report to you and then you don't support them in any way like yeah it's insane <laughs> so i mean but, for you like what, what was it like for you learning about you know Winston Churchill this great war hero that like was a successful prime minister and then then listing all of his atrocities like how does that like what does that you mean to you the funny thing is
0: i remember someone saying something to me yeah, about no it was a, it was in a movie so I lit, there was a quote in a movie saying history is written by the victors absolutely so uh- let's be very honest, I feel like the shoe could easily have been on the other, other foot. If Germany won, people would be talking about how amazing Hitler was and how, old, you know, everything yeah. he, you know, Actually, bro, we wouldn't be around probably,
1: so. We'd <laughs> <Just laughs> still saying. be in Africa,
0: to be honest. But movies depict um, a Nazi world as so horrific, mm-hmm. but Okay, there would be a huge difference, to be honest, but... Yeah,
1: there would.
0: Literally, their mindsets weren't far apart.
1: Honestly, like... You can compare Churchill to Hitler.
0: I can't compare him because, obviously, two different people. At the end of the day, you can never compare two people, but I can compare their mindset. At the end of the day, Churchill was a white supremacist. He believed Mm -hmm. white people were superior. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: The only difference is... Hitler for a specific group of white people were superior.
1: You know, it's funny for me though. Yeah. Well, actually, well, he, actually, well, Jews are uh, Jewish people are cousins of Arabic people, so technically, like, they're. I, I guess it d- depends on how you identify, but I think I don't even know how Jewish people identify. I think some people say, "Oh, I'm Jewish," versus like, "Oh, I'm white," or yes, actually, I'm I had a this person conversation
0: with someone the other day about, and I have no Jewish idea people. what to say. Yeah, because they're like what's your ethnicity i'm jewish but Am I, isn't isn't judaism just your religion how yeah. can it be your ethnicity yeah how can you because that's like a white person per se who's converted to islam someone say oh what ethnicity are you oh, I'm, I'm arab no
1: yeah like, you can't, <laughs> like, no you're not you can't, be your,
0: you can't be your religion your ethnicity is not your religion
1: Yeah, that's a whole, that's something that I haven't, I have not even too well read up on, but it does kind of baffle me a bit. And that's something that I've been actually wanting to like learn about just the difference between like the people and the belief system and like where they categorize themselves if they were to categorize themselves in a place. Um, But I think with Hitler, um, uh, actually, I I don't remember where we were going with that.
0: No, I, I said the white supremacists. Um, what's it called? White okay, supremacists. They are both white supremacists. One okay. one has thinks all white people are superior. The other person feels like a specific. Oh, group okay. This is what I
1: was gonna say. This is what I was gonna say is that you know also when we think about this term white supremacy and like racism towards people of color POCs like all of these are like relatively new terms and ideas and like ways of describing a, a fucked person, um, to say like, oh, you're a white supremacist. If you are a white person that feels like you're better than someone else purely because of your race. Um, so in those times, let's say in the fifties, the mid, the mid 20th century, in those times, like white supremacist wasn't even a global term. Like it was used in, for example, the civil rights movements and other movements in like pockets and different nations especially western nations i believe um where there were the you know former slaves brought over and they're like hey we're fighting for our rights and you guys are white supremacists let's call it for what it is but i think even in those times they wouldn't consider themselves that they just are like oh well i'm looking out for my own that looks like me (laughs) so i mean it's all relatively new yeah Yeah. it's all relatively
0: everything has a term now that's the thing yeah you know, back I, in the day, um, someone who liked apples was just someone who liked apples. And now yeah. there's a term for it.
1: Yeah. You're uh, <laughs> an apple addict. <laughs> <laughs> but that makes mm. me think of, like, even though Winston Churchill is a warlord, uh, not a warlord, sorry, <laughs> a war, oh, war hero, <laughs> 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 Ooh, maybe yeah, well, he's a warlord. warlord. <laughs> um, a war hero <laughs> and wasn't a politician like politicians are dirty and which makes the next person so shocking and i'm not fully digested the information i'm still reading up about it and that is um martin luther king jr actually Ooh. um i mean for you
0: were going. i thought you were moving on to someone else but i think she'll probably go last
1: so martin luther king um it's a bit of a touchy topic simply because. He's probably one of the most like top of the mind social activists of my parents' generation, of our generation. Like it's, I mean, he is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of an activist for peace, a, a civil rights leader, and not just a civil rights movement in the U S but he inspires civil rights movements, um, around the world. So basically, uh, in let's say the early 2000s uh the martin luther king jr records collection act uh, became a conversation um, because the fbi had been investigating uh dr king since i want to say late 50s and 60s Mm. and during this time especially around the the unclear murder or assassination of dr king Because the FBI was investigating them, it was a lot of noise around the assassination. And with the FBI investigating Dr. King, um, the act was put in place to say, okay, we're going to seal these records from the FBI for 50 years. And those records will be released sometime in 2027, where we'll receive full documentation of the FBI's reports during his investigation of Dr. King. Meanwhile, uh, an autobiographical author, um, wrote, I believe his last name was Garrett, uh, wrote a piece about some bits that were released, um, regarding extramarital affairs, but not just one or two, but like a string of extramarital affairs alongside, mm-hmm. um, you know i read one of them and it, it was almost alongside i don't want to say a preacher and a pimp in preacher's clothing kind of activities and when i was reading it i was like no i mean i mean fbi could have killed dr king for all we know but mm-hmm. this shit sounds insane and i don't know what to think of it i just don't because he is for black people in america especially he is like that
0: guy. Yeah.
1: That guy. That guy on your t-shirt. That guy on your hat. That guy that inspired Barack Obama, our first POC president. You know, and that is, guy. Us,
0: it, well when while we're recording, it's still Black History Month.
1: His it is Black face, History Month. Everywhere.
0: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But when it comes when this episode comes out, it won't be Black History. It, it's not Black History Month everywhere. Only in America.
1: It's Black History month every day. I'm black, okay, you're yeah, black. It's it's like, every day is black
0: like history, Month. To... true. I, I hate the day. term black history, Month. I don't understand how black history can't be taught alongside.
1: Because we're included in damn near everything in the Western world, especially. Yeah. So why got to be a month where you want to acknowledge us for 28 days? You know?
0: Well, you guys are 28. At least we got 30. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, yours is in October, October, right? Yeah. They have y'all in the winter where don't nobody want to go outside. Don't know why do cold I... and well. What do you mean?
0: <laughs> it snowed today. What do you mean?
1: How come we can't get a summer month like a black History month nah. festival? How about that? You know, yeah. that'll be kinda lit. Yeah. that will be kinda lit.
0: June, but then no one got no one's gonna to work. What do you
1: mean? Shoot, it'd be a festival every day. Black people get in free. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um,
1: but that hurts Mm -hmm. to read and i'm i'm considering in 2027 should i read these records because i mean to be fair there's enough there i mean i know we kind of aren't i'm not too big on conspiracies but i wouldn't be surprised if the fbi had something to do with death if not organized it orchestrated it and now these Mm -hmm. documents are to kind of like tarnish his reputation but i'm like he's already established and inspired so many people is it worthwhile releasing this information you know, and maybe that's me But the thing is, being in and out. I get know. where
0: you're coming from. I get where you're coming from, like, tarnishing his reputation. But there's always been rumors about it. I remember in when I first moved to New York, everyone, there was rumors about it then as well. Like, out of, you speak to 10 Black people, one Black person will say, yeah, but all of this he's done. Yeah. And you're like, shit, it's kind of true. Mm. And it's not, no one spoke of it as rumors. Yeah. It was a known fact.
1: That he had extramarital affairs. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, at least that for me is okay. He's human. He's flawed, just like the rest <laughs> of us. No, seriously. Seriously. Because we I can, have to. I, I forget, you know, he's no, one's, no perfect. one's perfect. No one's perfect. No one's perfect. But I think but when, it, with the extent put someone like that him, we can learn about.
0: Yeah. You put someone, someone like, like him, like him yeah. on a huge pedestal. Absolutely. You look up to him and say, "I've He's got, I've Jesus. literally got a poster of him in He's my room. Jesus. Like I'm literally looking at him while I'm talking to you, and I'm thinking, <laughs> because I'm thinking the same. Like at the same, like I'm not perfect, mm-hmm. and when I die, I'll hopefully achieve many amazing things,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and." Hope Hopefully so there's no asterisks yeah. by my name because like, of what I've done in the past.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I, I think anyone can hope for that. And of course, you know, when people, uh, when people are living and also when they're died, people are digging, they're looking for a reason to, reason, just a reason, yeah. uh, just for a reason to, 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 to lower your credibility or to, mm-hmm. you know get those bandwagoners off your bandwagon. And I feel like with Dr. King it's in 2027 it will be insane if this is released on a government website saying, "Here it is. Read it. It happened. We we got this evidence. We have this these pages and pages of reports for years of surveilling Dr. King and his constituents and Part of me is going to be like, okay, well, how much of this shit is actually real? Because think about it. This man's fighting for civil rights in the United States of America. You think any of those FBI investigators were black? I don't think so. Or a person of color? I don't think so. So is it just another reason to take the human flaw element of Dr. King and then to bring him down? So for me, it's a big question mark. If he had, I don't know, a sex trafficking ring that was discovered after the fact, then maybe I could say, okay, you know what, Dr. King... Mm, I don't know what civil rights you were fighting yeah, for, but so you she, weren't fighting for these people, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But cheating on your wife—not saying it's a good thing—but I don't. It can't strike all. He the didn't amazing cheat on me. He
0: cheated he on his wife. She's the one that should feel some kind of way, not me. Yeah. What he's done for me is more than what he'd done against her in, in his world.
1: relationship, which and shows him as a which which husband, which
0: yeah. I personally agree. But at the same time, I feel like it's a selfish mindset because I
1: selfish which, mindset because.
0: It's a selfish mindset because I'm the same. I feel the same way and I feel like I'm being selfish. That's why I, I feel like it's a selfish mindset. Because mm. I'm thinking she's a human being. We should always feel upset, sorry, and in other words, support someone who's been wronged, undone. Yeah. Who's who's trusted and loved someone and his yeah. you know their I... their love for someone's been abused.
1: I mean I totally get that but I feel like with with things like you know leading the um the Montgomery bus boycott the I have a dream speech um his uh nonviolent uh protest in the Memphis sanitation workers strike you know initiating the Southern he Christian Leadership Con- Conference like he did all those things so how he his infidelity in his relationship with his wife to me does not compare to his bigger mission and not to say anything that he did was right or wrong with, you know, his personal life, but there was a bigger purpose for him. And I don't think, you know, and you feel like he achieved it. I think, I think he achieved it. And I, I can't, certain things are bigger I than me. It's bigger I can than, it's bigger than, than his that. relationship. I agree with that. Yeah. He's, it's, it was bigger totally than his relationship. Period. Period. It sounds shitty, but it, it it's fe- like,
0: bad. <laughs> that sounds, it makes me feel dirty, but I agree with it.
1: You know what I mean? It sounds awful yeah. to actually say because Kardecoski was, <laughs> she was a beast in her own right. I mean, she, this woman, like, her her name will always a, be tied to M O K, but she had her own shit going on too,
0: hmm.
1: like in a in in her uh, in her goals toward like the civil rights movement.
0: Yeah, and talking about women who fought for,
1: <laughs> fought
0: for their country, civil rights. Do you wanna? Oof. Butcher this name or should I?
1: Oh, I'm not going to butcher Miss Aung San Suu Kyi's name. <laughs> Tell <laughs> Aung us who she is.
0: Sushi. Suu Suchi. Yeah. Well, the lady um, <laughs> Aung San Suu Kyi <laughs> yeah. is a Burmese politician, diplomat, author, and first of its kind in this episode, a Nobel Peace Prize winner.
1: Yes. <laughs> Nobel Peace Prize, like you, you beat out like almost a thousand people for these nominations and to win, hmm.
0: which is so weird because a Nobel Peace Prize is one of the biggest acc- accolades you can get from your peers, and I mean absolutely. So the way to even get nominated is difficult, but you're yeah. more or less di- being winning this is more or less the world acknowledging how amazing you are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's how like, you're an anchor for peace. Yeah. It's it's bigger than having a knighthood from the queen or whatever. Who's queen? It's such <laughs> <laughs> Their queen. Mm, uh-oh.
1: Uh-oh.
0: <laughs> I say that, but if the queen, if queen invited me to get a knighthood, I'll probably take it.
1: Of course. You're going to be on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like sure, why not? Is it coming through? I'm a hypocrite.
0: <laughs> I'm such a hypocrite. I hate the monarchy, but if, I, if someone was gonna give me a knighthood, fuck, I want to say, I want to be a, say What's your you name? My sir? name is Sir
1: Duke. <laughs> Duke. <laughs> my name is Lord. <laughs> Lord <But> Farquaad
0: yeah. <laughs> 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 But yeah, no, nah, it's just, it's mad that someone with. He was held in such high esteem in the world.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, so if you don't know who Ms. Suchi is, um, so she uh, is from Myanmar, Myanmar, uh, formerly known as uh, Burma, I believe, and oh, yeah. she won a Nobel Peace Prize, um, and also during, let's say, a lot of uh, civil unrest in the country she was elected president yeah. of Myanmar so of course you know we have a woman in well, power
0: initially initially she was the military initially she was the military leader mm-hmm. because they were mili- they were a militant state yeah. and then she transitioned them from militant state into a partial democracy
1: yeah so and that's huge that's huge military, yeah
0: that's that's literally like moving from a dictatorship into like, if imagine a, a dictator saying one day, like, let's have a democracy.
1: Let's vote on it.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> and that's and that's and I mean, just just hearing that, like, usually dictators don't want to give up that sort of power, but for her to kind of yeah. leave that, lead that on her own was amazing. She was also mm. like incredibly intelligent. Like, she studied at Oxford in the UK. Uh, I think she studied uh, philosophy, politics, econ. Um, so, so she was a a very well versed woman that intelligent, yeah. intelligent. She saw you know both sides of the coin, um, which is insane for her to win a Nobel Peace Prize, and also I mean, fight for her country being on house yeah, arrest for like 15 s- years.
0: So many awards,
1: so many awards. Like it's not
0: just the Nobel Peace Prize. She won the Congressional Gold Medal, which is an it's an American award, right? Uh,
1: Congressional
0: congressional gold medal it's yeah it's bestowed from the united states congress mm, okay so and she, she, did that, all these,
1: she, she, she did all <laughs> these amazing things only to be accused in un court of genocide genocide of the rohingya muslims that were exiled and it's insane like is this the same mm. woman is this really is this- the same woman
0: and the way it's just crazy. Like, genocide is no small feat. Not genocide is, it's, for those who don't know who genocide is, I feel stupid to explaining what genocide is, but I'll say it anyway. It's the deliberate, it's the deliberate killing of a large group of people, especially those of a particular nation or ethnic group. So this ethnic group being the Rohingya Muslim. People. You know, whoever, yeah, people. and. Yeah, she was, she's was. she been accused of this. Even standing I mean, up in court and saying they were factually misleading. So she's acknowledging that under her watch they were being killed. Hmm. But she was saying it was not her fault they were being killed. It was actually uh, insurgents who hmm. were doing the, the killing.
1: I mean, they were... The thing is, at the time, um, and this happens, I mean, just throughout civil history where there's, especially when there's a... Mm, let say an ethnic minority that shares a different belief system. In this case, it's Islam. Uh, the Rohingya Muslims, they're, um, they were ex- exiled, essentially. And over half a million people, I think 700,000 people, had to leave their homes and flee to Bangladesh. And how do you not know about this as a leader um, of your country? wild. How it do you say, wild. oh, I didn't know this was happening? In the, And then... I don't even know the amount of people that were killed, but I remember at, like from last summer, just seeing articles of like people fleeing, fleeing, fleeing Rohingya Muslims, Rohingya Muslims. And it's, it's, it's like, how do you not know this is going on? Meanwhile, you've, you've earned a Nobel Peace Prize. Like what?
0: That's the thing. So it's just weird. It's so weird because obviously now nations, um, some of the awards that she's earned have been revoked. You know the uh, mm-hmm, U.S. Mm-hmm. Holocaust Holocaust Memorial Museum revoked her was it Ellie Weasel Award.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So the thing is, like, obviously it's an ongoing case. Yeah, innocent until proven guilty. But it's a lot of evidence <laughs> saying right. she's guilty. Like, it's not just one or two cases. There's a lot, a lot, lot.
1: And it's, all, it, it's it's a bit insane because, like, on top of that, usually when the people are enforcing the genocide, it's the military, right? And mm. as the former military leader, how the hell do you not know what's going on with your armed forces? Yeah. For me, it's just like I'm gonna plead the fifth until you have some substantial <laughs> evidence. You know, it's basically what it sounds like whenever I read articles yeah. regarding this topic. And it's just like
0: it's it's yeah.
1: unbelievable. It's you really can't have the evidence
0: because all the evidence is dead.
1: Yeah, they. I mean, they're bringing in survivors to the UN to yeah. kind of express, like, this is what happened. These are, uh, you know, the my, my, my the women in my family were raped. We were killed. Our homes were tor- torn down and destroyed. We had to flee on foot to our neighboring country. And you didn't know the about s- this?
0: The sad I thing is, like, I, maybe it's just the sexist side of me, but it just sounds worse when it, it's coming from a woman.
1: Wait, there's a sexist side of you?
0: I don't know. Everyone's got a side of them. Everyone's got like a funny side or a blah, blah, blah side. But and maybe sexist, it's the sexist that's like side. Saying,
1: that's like saying the racist side of me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the racist side of me. But I, 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 in the terms of, it's,
0: it's, it's, it's For other people, it might not seem sexist. For me, it does because yeah. I'm expecting women to behave with more remorse. Class.
1: And yes, and more, men. they people believe that women leaders are going to be a bit softer, but clearly this bitch is hard. Yo, because... you guys
0: don't know about Margaret Thatcher, the Iron Lady. <laughs> <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> that, that lady was heartless. Guys, thank you for tuning in to Don't Judge Us podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at DJU Podcast.